you this day Lord and I thank you for the privilege of again breaking bread with my brothers and sisters Father please speak to us enlighten us Father give us wisdom and understanding and let your word take root in our heart O Lord and bring forth fruit Father fruit that abides in Jesus precious name Amen Praise the Lord, beloved. We have been speaking about Christian growth using the parable of the sower. And last time we stopped at the parable of the man that gave his servants 10 pounds, gave 10 servants 10 pounds and commanded them to occupy till he came back. Now, we spoke about that and we saw how it's the same pound that was the master's pound that he gave to all the servants. And we saw that in like manner, God has dealt to every man the, the measure of faith, Romans twelve thirteen, And Psalm 33, verse 15, he has made our hearts alike. So the souls are the same, but they respond differently to the same seed that is sown in all the souls that we've been speaking about. Now, that parable is rendered in a different way in Matthew 25, verse 14 to verse 30. Matthew 25, verse 14 to verse 30. We're still speaking about the righteous. We're still speaking about the righteous, the 30-fold soul. And we're still speaking about how the good ground, which includes the righteous, of course, the 30-fold, and includes the the 60-fold and the 100-fold, those three different kinds of soils constitute the good ground. And we spoke about how Luke identified for us in eight Luke 8, verse 15, how the good ground, they have an honest and good heart. They hear the word, they keep the word, and bring forth fruit with patience. Now, we then spoke last time about the man that gave his ten servants ten, 10 pounds, but the one that didn't have any return from his pound, we could see that he didn't have a good heart. We could see he didn't keep his master's commandment. 
we could see he was not patient to bring forth fruit. That same parable is rendered differently in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 20. It says, I'm sorry, verse 14 to verse 30. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Now, verse 16, Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made other five talents. That is verse 16. Verse 17 says, And likewise he that received two, he also gained other two. 18 says, But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants commented, Verse 18, But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants commented and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Mm-hmm. Verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful by a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the earth. Lo, there, thou hast that is thine. Take your stuff. Verse 26, the Lord answered him and said, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I had not strawed. Thou ought therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which has ten talents. For every one that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but from him that has not, shall be taken away even that which he has and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth now we see here also a few things uh, for us to talk about quickly we see a differentiation here from the parable in Luke. Like we said last time, 
the Luke parable addresses the uniformity of the word vis-a-vis what the harvest is. It gives everybody the same. The parable in Matthew addresses our different abilities and the different requirements or the the different yields that God requires from us. Uh, let's, let's try and make it a little clearer by the mercy of God. Matthew 25 verse 15 says, And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several abilities. To his several ability, I should say. Meaning, there is a differentiation in what was given in terms of quantity, though not of quality. I want us to get that. It is the same talent, but he gave some five talents. He gave some two talents. He gave some one talent. In that sense, it's, and he states it right there, according to their abilities, several abilities. So we see in Luke twelve forty eight. Jesus saying, But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of strife shall be beaten with few stripes. Key word now, For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. What is he saying? When it comes to the issue of several abilities, the requirements in terms of the quantity of the fruit is different for all men. Here he's talking about a quantity. Some people can juggle one, can juggle two balls. And if they can juggle two balls, they can capably invest those two balls. For one of a better analogy, they can handle those two things going on at the same time. For example, they can handle two jobs. You know, they can they can walk some hours over here, close from that, and go walk over here. They're healthy enough. They're strong enough to do that. Some people can juggle five businesses. They can... They can do two jobs at night, or I should say one job in the day, one job at night, and run three businesses also at the same time. Some people have those capabilities. So what they are going to bring forth as a yield is going to be different from the person that only has one job. So... That is the variation here. It doesn't change the fact that they all have talents that don't belong to them. Matthew twenty five fourteen. The man called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. 
He didn't deliver to the servants the servants' goods. No, the servants have nothing. Beloved, we have nothing without Christ. But he gives us his word. He gives us his spirit. He gives us his presence. But when he gives us much, he also requires much from us. We, we, we hear that, for example, when the Lord says in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 9. Let me read that. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Which had appeared unto him twice. Uh, beloved, that's a big deal. To whom much is given, much is expected. He said the Lord had appeared unto him twice. The Lord was angry because Solomon not only heard about the Lord, Solomon saw the Lord. Many people have heard about the Lord, but they've never seen the Lord. They've spoken with the Lord. The Lord has spoken to them, but they've never seen him. Some people want to see the Lord at all, by all means, like Thomas. Say, unless I see him, see the nail prints in his hands. Jesus said, blessed are those that believe and they've not seen. But if he does now go and appear unto you and manifest himself to you, it's a big deal when such a person starts to misbehave. It's a big deal. Now, we see, for example, also in Luke 12, 48, the Bible says, you know, I think I just read that. Um, Matthew eleven twenty one to 24. Warn to the Chorazin, warn to the Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which are which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell for if the mighty works which had which have been done in thee have been done in Sodom it would have remained unto this day but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee what are we saying to whom much is given much is expected that is what this uh, parable in Matthew is showing us in terms of the servants receiving different quantity of talents. The talent is the same. Or let's put it this way. When the sower went to sow on the different kinds of soil, if he put two grains on the wayside soil and put three two grains on the rocky ground and two grains on the ground with thorns and two grains on 
the good ground, what we now know to be the good ground. Beloved, they have the same quantity, but the question there is, did they fruit, produce fruit from the grain? The measurement there would be, what did they do with the seed? Now, on the other hand, if there were 10 grains planted on the good ground and five grains planted on the ground with thorns, obviously the ground that had 10 grains should have 10 plants growing. It's not going to judge the ground that had five grains and say, why do you only have five plants growing? No. So, uh, well, I, beloved, I, I hope I'm making sense uh, to you guys. Um, the Lord will help us. The Lord will help us. Let me, let me continue. Now, verse 16 of Matthew 25 says, He that received five talents went and treated with the same and made them other five talents. Okay, he that received five talents didn't come back with three talents. No. The five, because he got five, to whom much is given, much is expected. He had to bring at least five. That's the point. Um, Psalm 1 verse 3 says that he shall be planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he doeth shall prosper. If, for example, you are like a tree in Psalm 1 verse 3 that is planted by, the, by a river, you have to bring forth your fruit in season because you don't have a dry season to, contend, to contend with. Beloved, I hope you get that. If you are planted by a river, you have to bring your fruits in season, every season, because you do not have a dry season to contend with. The parable of the fig tree in Luke 13, 6-9, the husbandman said, three seasons have passed and there is no fruit. So that means three years have passed. He said, these three years I come finding nothing. Cut it down. Then the dresser of the vineyard um, replied and said, uh, Look, sir, leave it alone this year. I'm going to add some dung to it. Then if it doesn't bear fruit well, if it does, then we'll see. You see, this fig was a well-watered fig because, like we said in a previous episode, it's in the Lord's garden because the husbandman is the father and Jesus is the dresser of the vineyard. This fig was well watered because it was in the Lord's garden. The Lord's garden is always well, is always well watered. Look at Genesis 13 verse 10. And Lord lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord 
like the land of Egypt as thou commit unto Zohar. The garden of the Lord is always well watered, always. Isaiah 51 verse 3, For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found during thanksgiving and the voice of melody. The garden of the Lord is always well watered, so the plant that is in that garden must bring forth fruit commensurate to what it is receiving. So if we keep hearing God's word, we hear that word, we hear that word, we keep hearing it. God keeps giving us his word and we have received the spirit and we bring no fruit from it. Beloved, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Now, Hebrews 6, 7, and 8 says, For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh often upon it and bringeth forth herbs meat of for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God, but that which beareth thorns and brass is rejected and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. What are we saying, beloved? We're saying, first of all, that the good ground was not much different from the ground with thorns or the ground with rocks or the wayside ground because all grounds received the same word, the same seed, the same pound. They all received it, but they acted differently towards it. Similarly, even amongst similarly, the more of God's word that we understand, that we know, the more fruit from that that will be required from us. For example, Luke 11 verse 52, the Bible says, Woe to you lawyers, for you have taken the key of knowledge. You entered not in yourselves, Jesus said, and them that were entering in you hindered. You see, there are many that know the counsel of God, that know what God has said, but they either want to dump it down, they want to deny it, they know it. Like the wayside ground, they want to trod it down. Ah, that's not, that's not possible. That's not this, that's not that. They want to bring in the philosophies of man. They want to bring in Jewish theologians and all this stuff to sway or bend what God has said. But they know what God has said. They won't keep it themselves. And they are stopping others from keeping it. So Jesus says here, Woe to you lawyers. Because they know what God has said, the lawyers. They have studied his word. 
but they are telling the people or not telling the people or not allowing the people to get into that word, to receive that word so that they may bring fruit from that word. They are hindering people though they know the truth. Oh, Lord, help me. Beloved, I pray I have not succeeded in confusing you today. Sometimes I I have to go and listen again to the podcast so I can learn and understand myself. But beloved, let me stop here for today. I, I, I pray you are getting what we are talking about, beloved. I pray you are getting it. And I ask the Lord to forgive me if I'm not transmitting what he's trying to say correctly. But I also bless the Lord that he said in his word that all our children shall be taught of the Lord. And because we're his children, he will teach us according to his promise. Because he said the Holy Ghost that is coming will teach us all things. All things. And that I look forward to, beloved. I look forward to. Father, I thank you for this meeting, Lord. Please, Father, grant us understanding, grant us wisdom, and speak to us, Father, even as we bring this episode to a close. As my brothers and sisters go about their way today, Lord, speak to them. Speak to me too, Father. Whether they are going to bed or they are going to work or whatever they are going to do, Lord, please speak to them and speak to me. Speak to us all, Father, and teach us, Lord, the depths of what you are trying to convey today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Beloved, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You are named of the Lord and he will bless you. He suffers no man to do you wrong. He rebukes kings for your sake, saying, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. You shall not harm yourself and you shall always walk with the mind of Christ. In Jesus' precious name, amen.